passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. edition of Off the Rails with uh, Blubble. Are we live? I think so. Well, we are, unless unless we're not. Perhaps some of you caught on to um, the gimmick that happened the last hour of the show. What happened? Uh, For those that didn't figure it out, were just kind of confused. Maybe they were watching, they're like, how did everyone but Blitz change shirts and then suddenly change back um we actually recorded the last hour of the show uh yesterday yeah and then uh played that off as if to make it seem like it happened today so yeah yeah so it was a little uh a little radio magic for you a little uh uh david blaine action if you were unable to catch on uh, but yeah, now I mean, we're back. And it's... Re- realistically, we, we weren't trying to like actually fool people. Like, no, we like weren't. When the, like when the segment started, like I left yesterday, stayed up there for a while. And oh, yeah. That. If you're watching yeah, Twitch, like, that is. It yeah. was more for the uh, the terrestrial audience. And I, I think that there was just a request to have Bubba host the whole time because I was initially supposed to host the last and hour. People said I'm wearing the same clothes yesterday. Actually, it's a different shirt, but it's the same style. Sure. Yes, it's not the same physical shirt. It's not the exact same shirt, but it's the same shirt. If that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. so I was a little bit... I've got um, got like three of these. I was a little bit concerned yesterday because initially I was supposed to host the last hour of the show, and then all of a sudden I wasn't, and um, you know, I asked Bubba, I go, is it because I suck? Is that the problem? And it wasn't, thankfully, but or at least that's what he told me. So I was was a little bit concerned because I thought it was my my ability that... um, that made him think that I couldn't I couldn't drive the ship you know into the harbor the last hour of the show and that made me a little uh, anxious because I live in a constant uh, state of uh, anxiety and self doubt. 
which I think to some degree is healthy and some degree is not. Some people never have self-doubt. I think those few people are few and far between, but a lot of people don't. They're just like, I'm the best. I'm awesome. If you say anything, you know, in contrast to that, then you're a piece of shit. Well, maybe Dan lives that way. I don't you, know. You know, I know someone who has no self-doubt. That. John Costica. Ooh. $100 cash. Yeah. PayPal. Horn it up. Baby. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, John Costica, very, very much. I can shout out Bits and, and uh, PayPal. Thank you. And we appreciate the Cash App and Venmo. However, I have no access to that. So. Right. And Bubba will will uh, yeah. will state those tomorrow when he gets back on the show. Yeah. Uh, but for those that, that didn't know or uh, forgot, he's on his way to a funeral for Blaine Lane, a uh, deputy that was unfortunately killed in some uh, friendly crossfire with a a cranker hoe in uh was it in Lakeland proper or uh I mean that in area Polk County. It was in Polk County. Yeah, it was I in don't Polk think it was County. In Lakeland. So that's where he is at currently right now. Um oh, what were we uh discussing right before? Oh, my ability, self-doubt. Yes, uh, people who never doubt themselves, but I live in a, a constant state of, of self-doubt, and I and I don't exactly know why. It's not like I was abandoned as a child or something like that, or, you know, nobody, I, I, I grew up in a, in a shitty home. None of that. I grew up in a two-parent, loving home. No one called me ugly. I wasn't really severely bullied as a kid, you know, just the normal stuff that, that kids and preteens deal with. But nothing crazy. But I think that I have an unusually high, um, what would it be, sensitivity to self-doubt. I'm not exactly sure where that comes from. I think it's because I'm smarter than everybody else. Not saying you. But I think maybe people who are, I've heard that people who are depressed are actually more realistic. Have more like a, a grasp. Not that I'm depressed, but. More realistic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think the people who maybe suffer from uh, self-doubt and depression or actually have more of a realistic representation of their life I, I and think, life in general. Yeah, I think it could be outliers. So it could, they could either be like very realistic or not realistic at all. Sure. One of the two. But as far as people who just think everything is great and or maybe they choose to stay like ignorant in terms of like what's going on around them. But for the mm. most part, and I don't, don't ask me where I get this information, but I did hear, read about it. I don't know if there was a study that people who are uh, more depressed or have say more of a cynical outlook on life are generally much more realistic in terms of what their, what their life is and what life is all about. Yeah. And it's funny cause you think people always talk about depression and, anxiety and stuff and they're like oh you, your brain's broken something's wrong with you mental health blah blah but nobody really talks about people who are completely delusional like sometimes the uh the woke left often is um is a culprit of this where they just think everything is great and there's no problems and if you have a problem with anything that i'm doing then the problem is you mm-hmm and I guess that's another sense of self-delusion. Like you said, some people can have schizophrenia. Some people can be overly depressed. And and I guess some people can, can be overly uh, confident and just think that it, nothing's wrong. And I'm perfect. And you should just accept me for me and that sort of deal. And I, although I loathe those people, I think I'm also jealous of them. 
I think I'm also, and I, I've said this to you a few, a few times before, like, I wish that my worldview was so low resolution that, and so, um, like, uh, rose colored that I could just live like a, like a woke leftist liberal and it would be it would be awesome like yes yeah. everybody's great you're beautiful you're hot there's no such thing as beauty gender is fluid like it that's a fantasy land that i wish i could be a part of but well, unfortunately i can't i've said it a bunch about who i would like to be um from the howard stern show yes Gary the conqueror i guess they call him now yeah um oh. Because just uh, ignorance is bliss, I guess, yeah. is the easiest way to... He seems really happy right. uh, picking up trash at the local... That's not Whataburger, but Burger World or whatever mm-hmm. he works or worked or whatever the deal. Yeah. Um, and, like, that would be great. Yeah. Not um, know any different. Are you familiar with who Sada Guru is? He's gained yes. a, a bunch yes, of popularity yes, yes. as of late. I think Will Smith, after he slapped Chris Rock, like went to go visit him in India or something like that. But he's like a life coach, a literal guru, this Indian dude. Mm-hmm. And you'd think that he'd be like really traditional and um, orthodox, but he's actually like quite progressive. And I think he, I'm pretty sure he's an atheist. And he's often what he tells you to do is like reject tradition and what your parents want for you and kind of like y- you have to make yourself happy. But I remember one time he was talking about how the brain is, is a blessing and a curse because it allows you to do so many things. Um, as a human being, uh, the advanced brains that we have, everything from just like our very intricate and complex social uh, environments, um, music, language, writing, all the sorts of things that it allows your brain to do. Um, but at the same time, it's really a curse because your brain haunts you. All of the anxieties and worries that you have, it just sometimes it doesn't shut off. It doesn't allow you to sleep. It can be your own worst enemy. So um, I don't know how we got here talking about Sada Guru and how that your brain is your own worst enemy, but but we did blitz. Yes, the self doubt about not hosting the show and doing the one hour. Yeah, record. Yeah, and that's funny because like whenever Bubba says he'll make comments about you know make sure your head doesn't got so big because you got a shirt with a cube on it. Um, I go I, that's literally impossible. Like even right. if I accomplished. Like my wildest dreams of grandiose whatever, I would still find a way to be like, I could have done this, or I'm not as good as that person, or yeah, but, I didn't live to my full potential for X, Y, and Z. But I also think people that um, probably are like successful, very successful, can accomplish their stuff. Like they have self doubt, but like they might also have a big head. Yeah, and maybe it's the the self doubt is the is the driving force because it never leaves them, and mm-hmm. they never feel like they've done enough. They never feel like they are enough, and they're constantly setting to um, prove to themselves and to everybody else. Like I think that Michael Jordan, if we may reference an athlete, I did watch a little bit of the um, the Last Dance, and I think that there was some of that. That's Michael Jackson. I actually think it's Michael Jordan. But yeah, no, you're right. Michael Jackson did dance. Oh. And he did have a last dance. But uh, the series of the Chicago Bulls deal, they they detail Michael Jordan and growing up and stuff and how he just never, um, like he felt like he constantly needed to prove to himself and everybody else that he was a champion. Mm -hmm. He couldn't just be like, yeah, I'm the best. Fuck you. Like he was like, no, I need to be better. I need to beat my, my PR, my whatever. 
So I think that a little bit of that is certainly healthy to improve yourself. But then when it when you have like a, a runaway uh, amount of self-doubt where no matter what you do, you're never happy, that's also not not good. So I'm trying to manage that. Um, a lot of mental health stuff going on. Not with me necessarily, but I saw that there was a suicide prevention walk deal in uh, St. Petersburg. Obviously, suicide is never the answer. It's unusual how kind of common it is, I guess, because when I was in grad school and as an undergrad taking all these evolutionary biology classes, the the talk of suicide was always like this weird paradox. Like they didn't really know how to address it because your entire motivation for uh, life is to survive mm-hmm. and reproduce, of course. But in order to, but kind of first and foremost, first and foremost to survive to the to the point of reproduction and hopefully beyond. But um, when you're when you kill yourself, that really confuses a lot of evolutionary biologist as to be like why the fuck would you do that everything that you that every psychological mechanism in your brain and every mechanism in 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 your body is so that you can survive you know every emotion that you have every you know the fight or flight all of the uh endocrinology is all to put you in a safer place to have a better chance of survival so the fact that you would get to a place mentally where you would kill yourself is kind of like this weird conundrum that that bi- evolutionary biologists were always like, I don't know how to address this. This seems this seems weird. Um, I think that the rates of suicide have increased overall. Is that something? Because I know they talk a lot about like certain demographics, like young girls and and stuff like that. Increased since- as far as like how long? Like since when? Uh, like let's say over the last like hundred years, fifty years, mm. I think a lot of a lot more people are killing themselves. And again, this is per capita, so let's you know maybe because there's more people, more people are killing themselves. Obviously, mm. but in terms of just percentages, I think it is the case. And I I don't think it's just specific to America. I think it's just a might be a first world problem. And if I am not mistaken, I think suicide is far more prevalent in the first world than in developing countries and in the third world. I could be wrong, but I don't think that I am, which is very unusual because those people live, you know, by any measure of any metric, much worse lives. That's what I was going to, I was, you know, you would think people a thousand, two thousand years ago had a much harder life than now. I'm not even talking about time, but like think about people in... No, Angola or but, whatever. But, but I'm saying is you're saying that it's more suicide's more prevalent now than it was. I'm I think thinking, it is. Yeah. I think it is, which is bizarre. And it's more prevalent not only just now in terms of time, but here in the first world it's more prevalent than it is in in many parts of the third world, which seems odd because it seems like their lives suck more than ours do, but we're the ones killing ourselves. So that seems odd. Like why oh. would that be happening? I wonder if it has anything to do with the way it's also recorded. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that that certainly could be the case. That certainly could be the case. But um, I don't know necessarily if it is. I think in our culture now, I feel like I'm not saying that suicide is glorified. It's not. But I feel like in a lot of cultures, that is the, um, 
like it, eternal damnation if you kill yourself sort of a deal right. like and it, that's that's what i mean yeah like they're going to be they're they're going to be less likely to report it or to say hey mm-hmm. you know uh uh you know jim bob from the sticks yeah you know of of uganda mm-hmm. cuz that's the, probably the name they use sure um, timbuktu yeah, committed suicide versus you know he uh, he fell off a donkey and got trampled. Right, right. It, it it is hard to determine, but I think that a lot of the the wonderful things that technology has brought us in the first world, not that it doesn't exist in the third world, but they just have less access to it. I I think that those sorts of things are rotting our our brains, which is why I've intermittently, much like I intermittently fast, I've been intermittently off of social media because i think that i i don't think it's good i don't think it's good for the human brain at all um and i try and i know that i have a problem with it like i'm like aa style when it comes to instagram so i have to take myself completely off i can't like diet do it where i have it Mm -hmm. like a little bit i'm either like completely obsessed with it like looking at it all the time or i'm not on it at all like i can't just have a little bit of time on it my i my brain as soon as i see it i want more of it and like dopamine starts firing and i just want to watch instagram so here's here's where thing is like i actually kind of recently i was like oh i get it when anna says like this is bad because like i would spend some time on instagram but everything i did was always looking at the people i followed and it's not a whole lot of people, but like people that at least I know or like have some interaction with or, you know, something along those lines. <clears throat> and for some reason lately, like I'll start scrolling and then it'll just like start throwing random shit up there. And it's like not in my feed, not, you know, just like and I'm like not even content that you're usually consuming. No. And like a lot of it. And like I've been like the past couple of weeks, like I scroll through it and I'm looking at it and like I'll waste time on it. And then I'm like. This is dumb. Like this is stupid. Why yeah, am I and, doing this? and even though it's it is entertaining at least for a moment, you're just like, did I just spend 20 minutes looking at this random person with one leg? That's weird. Why am I looking at that? With only one leg. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yes, one limb, I should say. And yeah, you you find it amusing and it's crazy, but then you're just like, that is 20 minutes I won't be getting back. Um, why did I do mm-hmm. that? And then that's just one example. It happens once, no big deal, but. For me, I was constantly getting stuff thrown to me, and I just I, I, I couldn't really manage my time. I feel like I would just kind of go into a zone where it, time would just dissolve, and then I would look up, and it'd be 45 minutes later. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And honestly, one, probably the biggest reasons why I'm, I'm trying to get myself, like, ideally completely off social media. Obviously, it's hard when I have to manage, you know, Instagram, which is fine for the show. I can get in and out of that. It was my personal accounts that were uh, giving me troubles. But my main issue with when I'm and I've noticed a direct, I'm going to say causation, but sure, we could just call it a correlation. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed a direct correlation between um, my attention span and me being on social media. The more I'm on the fucking Instagram, YouTube shorts, all that sort of like quick hit fire stuff, I have absolutely no attention span Mm -hmm. at all. It's very hard for me to like even sit and watch a movie like I just don't have an attention span and I'm like that it needs to get trained out of me. And that's why I mean, I'm at your house quite a bit. You see that I'm like forcing I'm, I'm not really like a big reader but i'm forcing myself to try to s- sit down and yeah. read mostly to try to retrain myself to gain back my attention span because it was it was gone completely 
Like in 30 seconds, I'd be like, oh, like, you know, I'd start mm-hmm. looking around. I'm like, how the fuck am I distracted after 30 seconds? I get it if I'm sitting for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, fine. But like 30 seconds, like that's not good. And that's kind of an, a new feature or bug of my system. I, I used to be able to sit and focus for a bit longer than that. So I don't know. I don't I just feel like um, we, we hit to pinnacle where it was like all good stuff. Mm-hmm. And now it's just all, you know bad stuff it's good for business and shit like that and uh, you know you can't deny the benefits of you know having a strong social media presence for any sort of business whether you're a comedian whether you're a restaurant whatever the case may be that's how you promote yourself because that's where the people are but you know at a certain point i kind of had to take a step back and go listen like is it worth it that i get fucking another 200 followers on Instagram because I'm engaging with my, quote, audience Mm -hmm. versus me feeling like I have a tension span of four seconds and I can't, I I feel, like, more anxious all the time. Not worth it. So let's take a call. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, Online Bloods? It's um, Hootie Hiz. What's up, Hootie? Sound moderately sober? (laughs) I'm working on it. Okay, that's fair. What's going on? Nothing. Don't get to listen to your guys' show a lot, but, uh, you know, enjoy the topic you guys are talking about, you know, social media and that kind of thing. And yeah. the effects it does have on people. And because I started off, you know, doing the face, I mean, the whole thing, and I pretty much cut it all out. And, but like, one thing I noticed from my wife was like, she would get like depressed because like she'd be on Facebook and she'd be like, you know, other people were like, building a house or doing something that sure. she wanted to be doing at the time. And yeah. it's like, you know, you're we'll reminded of what there, you but, don't have when you're on those sites. Well, you just, you know, you constantly are comparing yourself to Absolutely. like, you know, other things that are going on and it's like, you know, but, and so it kind of reminds you like, uh, you forget to be happy about like where you're at in life. You right. Know what I mean? Like, and that just, just because, you know, so and so is posting, and all, and there's nobody's going to post that. Usually, post stuff of like crappy stuff. They're going to post things of their the high points of you know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's life a and, highlight reel. You know, so you know you can't. You know, so it does kind of have like this counterproductive Absolutely. thing in, in your mind where you're like, well, you know, I'm not doing that well, or I'm not doing this, and it's kind of you know it just. It's a reminder of what you don't have. And as humans, we focus on things that we don't have and not things that we that we have. Because every and anytime you say you want something, you're implying you don't have it, you know, but you should start saying that you want the things that you already have so that you feel fulfilled and and grateful for those things. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you can meet them. I mean, I've gotten to be around, you know, influential people that you know, do have a lot of the materialistic things in life and still the most miserable people that, you know, like they're just not fulfilled. Like they're, yeah. you know, they, they feel like they, you know, they got to the point that they thought was going to make them happy and they're still trying to find their purpose in life. Like they're, you know, there's something that's got to be something more or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they money's feel not empty. an object anymore. And yeah, you know, so it's just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, so her and I have both gotten like back off social media. I think just to warn for different you know. reasons. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 but 
That's yeah. also a problem what we're implying, but um, I, I feel like that's lesser of an issue than than some of the other things. Yeah, well, it, social media can have yeah definitely a bad influence. You know, if you mm-hmm. you know if you start looking up your ex boyfriends and girlfriends and you know poking around and you know using yeah. it for other bad reasons. But, yeah. Uh, but just in general, I think you know psychology wise, you know you you kind of tend to look into other people's lives and and either doubt yourself or, you know, just, or, or, you know, what am I doing wrong? And yeah, yeah, it's not a good, it's not a good measure because guess what? People are, they lie and they embellish and they only post the highlight reels, you know, and, and if they don't post the highlight reels, then they're almost just as bad because then they're just trying to get attention for being like, I'm so sad. You know, the people that post pictures of themselves like crying. Um, yeah. that, that's also, um, you know, a red flag for someone who's mentally ill. So it, it's bad all the way around, I think. Yeah. All right. I, it, it certainly hasn't, um, I don't think served society well. I mean, it has in certain ways, but it certainly has done its, uh, it's, you know, we've taken two steps back, I think with it as well. But yeah. anyway, just checking in. I enjoy the show. Thank so. you. Cool. Thanks, Hootie. Thanks, Hootie. I like profound hootie. Um, and he's right. It, it, it's really, it's really like, it's ruined a lot of relationships, I think, because people have so many options. Yep. I think it's ruined, um, not ruined completely, ruined. I'm obviously, I'm being hyperbolic, but it, it has really um, distorted, especially women's perception of themselves, where you get a lot of uh, people. I'm not going to use any term to describe any type of person but you get a lot of people especially guys who just kind of give away attention for free and you have a woman who is maybe as uh kevin samuels would call an adjustable six maybe an adjustable five and she's getting comments and hit up all the time because she's posting you know booty shots and now she thinks she's a 10 and so she's walking around life thinking she's a 10 and that everybody wants her and then she can do whatever the fuck she wants when when she can't and then she hates men calls them trash because they don't like her for whatever reason she's you know 600 pounds etc um so you have that issue uh you have the issue that hootie brought up with his wife where you're constantly looking at and reminded of things that you don't have mm-hmm. which i don't think is good for anybody's psyche to because and then they're like you shouldn't compare yourself it's like uh that's what you do though right so instead of saying don't compare yourself why don't you just not look at the content that's putting those thoughts into your head yeah like i would not compare bub army grunts 414 bits because that's awesome with with little wilbur's afterbirth hundred dollar paypal donation I don't compare those. They're no, both awesome people. Not at all. Thank you, everybody, for your contribution, but thank you for yes. those who con- contribute more. Appreciate it very, very much. Uh, but yes, it's it's not it's not good. And then we tell ourselves, especially if you're not in media, or you don't have a business or anything like that, we tell ourselves, oh, well, that's how you ha- you have to stay connected. It's like, why do you need to ke- stay connected to, you know, some chick or some dude that you met at a mm-hmm. bar in uh, fucking Vancouver in 2009? Like, why right. is that an enriching fucking relationship you can't let go of? Or these people that you've known, you know, since middle school who, you know, haven't done anything with their lives. Why are we why do we need to know what those people are up to? Why is that taking up mental space in my brain? Why do I know that? And I'm not speaking to, I'm speaking to myself more than anything. Sure. Is 
when I was get trying to get myself off, I'm like, what is this really doing for you? I feel like it's it's more of just like a vice that you're having trouble kicking like an addiction, like smoking, where you know it's not good for you. It feels good in the short term, but in the long term, even smokers will tell you they know it's not good for them. Everybody knows that by now. Yeah, It's just a matter of like, or do you care enough to, you know... Are, do you care enough about your future self to kind of um, put some restrictions on your current self? It's about delayed gratification and all that sort of thing that uh, Americans and first world people are not very good at anymore because we live in Amazon Prime culture. Uh, there was something I wanted to talk about okay. during the main show because I think it kind of um, – it's a nice intersectionality with a lot of things that we like to discuss. Apparently, there is a girl. She's not even a woman yet. Let me pull this up. And she is a quarterback. She's a high school quarterback for a city called Pewaukee, which is oh, near yeah, Pewa- Milwaukee. Pewaukee. Yes, it's in Wisconsin, one of America's greatest states. Not. Uh, it's a woman, a girl by the name of Ava Motz. And I guess she is a starting quarterback for the Pewaukee High School's homecoming and senior uh, night game. I would like to know what what the rest of the team and the coaches really think. Because it sounds like they're trying to just get some attention for starting this girl as the quarterback. Which is pretty much like, I don't know much about sports and football. But I feel like quarterback is like the premier position. In yeah, in a to, in a football team, yeah, right. Like obviously, it's not the only position, and the team can be great, you know, uh, surrounding the quarterback or despite the quarterback. But the quarterback is, I think, also kind of like the team leader generally. Um, and I know that there aren't any female football leagues other than the like kind of novelty powder, powder puff, puff shit. Yeah. But lingerie, in terms of the lingerie league. I mean that's a great league, but I'm in terms of like high school rec sports, girls just do not play football. They just they just fucking don't. No. And every once in a while you'll see one like a kicker pop up on a college team and and apparently in high school they kind of um they pop up. They pop every up now like fake Alex Jones sending a hundred bits. Woo! They pop up like Brian from Philly sending two thousand bits. Woo! And they pop up when Bubba Army Grunt sends 10,000 bits. Thank you very much. When I was in high school, we had a female kicker, and it was like on the news and everything. Even back in the 50s? 70s. (laughs) Um, That must have been like really ahead of its time and progressive for, what, the 90s? Yeah. Um, It was in the news, and then like... Two or three other high schools quickly thereafter like got female kickers because they wanted the attention as well. Yeah, and she was actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean a kicker is is, is that's a pretty safe position. Yeah, yeah. you don't and tackle they, kickers. And I think at the time, you know, I don't know about now. At the time, I think all three of them were soccer players. Yes, that so. would make sense. And again, you can't you don't tackle the kickers like you leave them alone. I mean, you can. I, I I mean, generally no. Okay, but 
I mean, okay. they're they're on the field, so right. They're 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 somewhat fair game. Um, this this girl as a quarterback, I believe, like you can quote sack a quarterback. Yes, is she cute? Um, she's big. She's like she's pretty big. Because, she's not ugly. I don't because think. when I was in high school, the kicker was like a, a cute blonde chick, so that's why she was all over the news. Because mm. this one, I mean, here I could I could play it for you. Let's see. Over here. Oh, we got a nice ad with some beautiful hair. Oh, it's Beyonce. She's got gray. That's not her hair. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. That's fake hair. But whatever. It's nice hair nonetheless. Fake news. All right. Here we go. Oh. Changing the game. I've always screen. called yep. her my girl boss since day one. Ava Matz under the Friday night lights and starting under center. Like I know our boys at first were kind of All like, right. So you make the call. Play play playing football, but now not bad. She looks like an Ava Matz. I I don't think they could see me anywhere else. Head coach Justin Frisky says Matz is a leader on the team. Ava's just Ava, and I think people, a lot of people, are just like, well, that's what Ava does, and it's kind of a regular thing. And to be honest, that might be the most powerful thing of it, is that it's not a novelty, and it's not some kind of fad that she's on the football team. Matz, please. I, I don't know if I fully believe that, but yeah. again, whatever. It, sound, it sounds like she's been playing football since she was like eighth grade or Looks something like, like that. Seeing her own trail while inspiring others along the way. Can't be prouder. Love her to death. That's all. She'll remember this forever, and I'll remember this forever. At first, it was a little kind of like hard to kind of be like, where is my place? Do I get to speak up? Like, where is my role? And now, being a senior, like I realize my role is to speak up and to be included, and you know, to like help others find their place too. Okay. I mean, that's a great, like, heartwarming story yeah. until she gets fucking sacked by, like, some huge-ass yep. senior that's, like, what, 6'3 and 250, and she just breaks her neck. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't care, like, gender, color, religion. Like, if you can play the game, then I'm great. all for it. I don't, yeah, I don't care. That, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I I mean, I, I understand, but also I don't get why, like, this is the, this is the final frontier of, like, actually it's not, because they'll find something else to get angry about, the, the feminists, the leftists, whatever, mm-hmm. that, like, we have to integrate, like, we have to make things co-ed, we have to make things equal, and not in a way where it's, like, women don't have the opportunity, because, like, whatever, like, if you get a bunch of chicks together and they want to start a league, no problem, but when you start doing stuff like this, I just feel like, A, it's it's not safe, and B, what are we, what are we proving, that a, that a girl can, can be a boy, or can do whatever a man does? Like, well, no, you can't, you, you just can't. Like mm-hmm. I think that's a, a more important lesson to t- teach our youth yeah. is like, hey, you know, you, hey, do you know how many kids that I went to fucking Sunday school with that were named David, Daniel, and Jonathan that were never going to be taller than five foot seven, and their parents had to go listen. I understand that you love fucking basketball because that all little Jewish boys do, but you will never play for the NBA. I, You're just not fucking tall enough. I'm so sorry. I I I know the idea behind it, and I love the idea behind it. But we gotta stop telling their kid, like all, uh, every kid, that you can do whatever you want to do. You can be whatever you want to be, because that's yeah. not true. Sorry. No, it's like, it's not. It's not. And, I, I I get what they mean. They mean you know, like if you you know try if it, hard. If it's, and, if it's a reasonable goal and you try hard enough, then yes. But like, but usually that first part is left out. 
if it's a reasonable call. Of course it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Somehow everybody can do anything and that's just not the case. And I don't think it's, it's, I mean, it is and it isn't because it's like, you don't want to limit people because they could accomplish so much more if they don't think that there's limitations on them. And and, and that's what they, that's what they mean. And I get that. And I get that. But also it's like, dude, we can't, this is fantasy land where just Mm -hmm. like everybody is equal. And like, why do you want to be as big as a dude like why when i hear people get all upset about there's like you know inequality between the sexes and mm-hmm. ter- not even in terms of like under the law like that's all sorted there's no more like systematic right. sexism like you can't treat men and women differently under the under the law mm-hmm. just like and i know this is like a controversial statement but there's no systematic racism like there's no legislation that says white people can do this right. and black people can't do that or can do this or whatever that's mm-hmm. just doesn't the, syst- the systematic issues are done. Yes. However... Like, there might be a cop that will target... Th- right. Sure, but that's not the system. That's, no, that's a person. Know. Like, I'm not saying that race... Because people go, oh, she took racism just over, just solved. I'm like, I don't think I said that either. Yeah. I know there's racist individuals, and I don't know why I quoted. There are actually racist individuals, but then there's yeah. a lot of, quote, racist individuals that get labeled as racist, yeah. and then it really waters down the what the, where the real racists are, because mm-hmm. you, you make a joke, you say something that's politically incorrect, and, you know, I mean, I even had a very good friend say this a couple days ago, or she was telling me a story about, you know, she, she maybe has a Hawaiian name, and um, someone in TSA, she was, like, on a flight... I was like, oh, like Moana, and she was like, no, yeah, like, like oh, they my said, name. no, they said like a uh, did that Disney character, and she's oh. like Moana, and they're like, yeah, like isn't that your Hawaiian? Like they're trying to make a connection, and then in her mind, she's like, that's racist, and I'm like, no, they're just like kind of dumb, yeah, it's not, yeah, and they didn't mean any harm by it. They're just trying to say like, oh, because to them, I guess. The all Hawaiian names kind of have a similar sound, you know, whatever. But you can't just start decrying racism every time someone makes something that's um, uh, like a, make makes a racial comment right. or an ethnic comment doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Like who? Yeah, who it, fucking cares? Yeah, I mean, somebody could unknowingly say something that could be racial. It yes, doesn't make them a racist. All the time. No, I, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I remember like Patrice talking about this all the time. Like you can talk about racial differences doesn't mean that you think that you're superior or that anyone's right. inferior. We've like we've conflated these things where anytime we notice a difference, somehow we're saying that it's like bad and it's a stereotype. It's like, OK, I don't understand. Sometimes the reason why stereotypes exist is because there's a certain level of like truth to it, of course. Like if I say, oh, like Chinese people like eat, love, love rice or eat rice, it's like, yeah, no shit. That's a huge part of their diet. Yeah. You go to any Chinese restaurant, guess what they're going to have? Fucking rice and noodles. That's just what they yeah. fucking eat. Yeah. And then this whole thing with like, you know, black people and you say something about fried chicken, it's like Dave Chappelle has this great line. He's like, man, if you don't love fried chicken, something's wrong with you. Like, yeah, something's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves fried chicken, you know, and watermelon, it. please. So the fact that like, and even if you go to like a place that's like Southern cooking, you know, black Southern cooking, you know, historically, you go yeah, to whatever. Soul food. Soul food. Exactly. Thank you. They're probably going to have like collard greens, fried chicken, like yeah. black eyed peas. That's just part of the cuisine. So I right. don't understand why that's even 
racist. Like, who fucking yeah. cares? Like, you know who doesn't care? Bubba Army in New Hampshire. $10 cash, Woo! PayPal. Thank you guys very, very much. So, I don't know. I just, I think it's interesting, uh, you know, that we're just trying to, we're trying to make everybody the same. And I, I think that people are, um, conflating equality with equity mm-hmm. and you know you can have the same opportunity doesn't mean that they're going to have the same outcome which is equity so whenever you hear anyone start talking about equity run the other way that because that is never good when kamal starts talking about mm-hmm. she tries to throw in equity and equity sounds like a nice word it kind of sounds close to equality You're like oh it probably means something close to equality or something where everybody's on equal footing and it does but it's not good for any society to just be focused on equity, which is just uh, the the outcome, not necessarily. Equality is good. Equality is about equal opportunity. Equity is about equal outcome. And that's when really when you have to run the other way because mm-hmm. we're not the same. And some people are harder workers and some people are fucking smarter. Yep. And guess what? I know this isn't a fact that a lot of people like to hear, but life is not fair what and so you're just gonna have to fucking deal with it yeah and instead of making everybody else try to accommodate you and all of your issues you need to take it upon yourself to be accountable and be able to deal with with uh the problems that you're going to face in life you have to learn how to cope with things otherwise you just you're gonna you're gonna fucking fail you're gonna fucking fail Eight one three ninety bubba if you'd like to join in um We've had conversations. I mean, not what? that we're having children anytime soon, but we've had conversations about potential future children and what we would do with them. Really, if we were just in charge of somebody else that was relying on us for everything, what kind of rules we would set in place. And we did have like an interesting kind of discussion about what kind of sports we would mm-hmm. let said children let play make. Uh, yes. Force. We, right. I mean, here's the thing. We if all I know is and you guys are like, Anna, you're you'd be a horrible parent, you don't have kids, you don't know shit. Fine, that's all that's fair. But if I did have a child, male or Much female like Hootie His. Right. And to be bits. honest, it's thank you, Hootie His. And to be honest, it would probably be that one or the other. I I probably wouldn't start out raising it as a baby unless we ran into some um unforeseen issues later on in life. But either gender, they're going to be in lots of sports, lots of activities, mm-hmm. um, lots of hobbies. And I think that that's, A, the best way to kind of bring about discipline, teamwork, learn all those things. And also, you know, fitness is a big part of my life and it's a part of Blitz's yeah. life. And Fitness. And what are you gonna do? You make a dick joke or no? Of course not. Of course, not. you don't need to. No, it, it makes itself. Of course. But the best way to prevent adulthood obesity and all that sort of shit is make sure that you just don't have an obese um, adult. Yeah, by don't, n- don't feed them. Right by not having an obese kid. If mm-hmm. you if you if you instill those habits early in life, it's not a problem later in life. It's just what they do. It's just what they do. When my father um, uh, started to take notice while I was going through puberty at about age 11, and he went, oh, oh, no, I think we have. Oh, no, oh, (laughs) no, He was Bubba. My father is Bubba, my daddy. Um, When my father realized that I was getting a bit pudgy, a Mm -hmm. bit chonky, 
Um, he had a conversation with my mother, allegedly, and said, uh, I quote, I am not having a fat kid. That was what my dad said. And so then the following day, he took little Lana on uh, her first run. Mm. And not a run for like, you see kids running up and down, like a run to, it's like a purposeful run. Not a run where you're running around playing in the park. It's like, no, this is a purpose, and the purpose is for you to not be such a fat ass. And um, that started a a, a joyous and very long journey of fitness and, and trying to get in shape. And that led to me being very conscious about my body and about calories, which sure has a downside, no doubt. But it yeah, made but very conscious. Yes, very conscious. But here's the thing, it prevented me it put in place habits early enough in my life to where the point when I was eighteen and I was legally an adult, it was just what the fuck I did. It was already a habit. It wasn't anything I had to try to learn later in life. I see it happen all the time where people are, you know, going to the gym for the first time in their maybe 40s or even 50s and mm-hmm. they've never done it before. They don't know. No one taught them. Maybe they played a little bit of sports when they were a kid and then it just kind of fell off. Nobody really pushed them. But kids that and, and people that are athletes, for the most part, to kind of s- stick with that, especially if it's instilled for the right reasons. Like we do this to be healthy versus like yeah. we do this to win the game. Well, if there's no game to play, then what the fuck do you do? So, but we did discuss a few things, and I would have to say, after everything I've learned about football, um, I don't think I would ever allow my kid to play football, even flag football. Hmm. Maybe like, you know, in a PE class or something, whatever. But I feel like if you start playing rec football, even if it's flag football, God, like I even said to you, God forbid the kid is talented, then the kid wants to play real football. When he's, how old do kids play? Like, what's the, the 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 youngest age that they start to play tackle? Like eighth, ninth grade? Yeah, uh, maybe a little earlier. Ten, than that. yeah, grade. about that. Okay, so you're fifteen, fourteen, fifteen years old. Now you're playing tackle football, and you're gonna get hit. You're gonna get injured, which is which is fine. But when you start talking about brain injuries, then I have issues. And anything could be a brain. You know, you could you can hit your head doing anything, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't love my kid to do like boxing or anything either. That that I don't think is good for your head. Um, but I feel like football is especially damaging, especially when you're playing like what like what's the most dangerous position? Like a wide receiver, running back, because those people are getting just constantly pummeled, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think I would allow that to happen. And then, and then we talked about wrestling, which seems to be a great sport. And a lot of people in jiu-jitsu are former wrestlers. So, and I'm not talking about WWE wrestling, of course, but. You're talking about wrestling, real, not wrestling. Real, real, real wrestling. Right. greco Romaine. Yes. Wrestling. And our issue with that was just the cutting weight deal. Yeah. Because I think that, that that can't be good. For a developing body trying to cut weight, and all of a sudden, you know, no way. our son is in the sauna wearing trash bags, and I'm like, "What are you? What are you doing?" He's like, "Getting ready for my match." Yeah, I got to lose ten pounds by tomorrow morning. Yeah, and he's just taking, uh, you know, massive amounts of laxatives and diuretics, and and taking sauna showers, and I'm like, "This is not, this is not good. Mm-hmm. This is not good for your brain. This is not good for your body." Uh, Mama says no. Hello, who's this? 
Hey, uh, Super Rabbi Blay, how you doing? Oh, hey, no problem. What's up? I'm fine. Oh, hey, you guys. Um, I know you guys were talking about the social media earlier. Yeah. And uh, I have an account just to have one, but I don't really use it. Uh-huh. Hardly ever. I just use it to log into different things. Right. And um, I don't know if you guys uh, got suckered by this. They'll pay, have advertisements for, like, knockoff crap that doesn't exist. And do you do you click on those ads? No, it'll show like you're like if you're going on Facebook Marketplace and you're scrolling in, and they'll have like ads, and they'll show like a little short commercial for yeah. some kind of product. And I'll look it up the product before I even click on there. I'll find the product, and let's say they're selling it for like thirty, forty bucks. Mm-hmm. Actually, the product's like two or three hundred bucks. Mm. But it, but if you buy it, it's either they never send it to you or what they send you. Is like a knockoff piece of crap that you wouldn't even spend five bucks for. Yeah. And I, I, I always wonder why. Yeah, I always wonder why Facebook never gets in trouble for taking money for That's advertising. Their whole business model. Crap. Yeah, I, and Facebook is really bad at that. They 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 pimp a lot of garbage. Yeah, then I figured they're getting some kind of money for playing the ads. I don't know why they never get in trouble for. I mean, isn't, yeah, isn't really. that how they make their money off advertising? Yeah, but they should they should vet the advertisers better than they do. They they don't care as long as you pay, pay money. Put, yeah, yeah, it sucks. But I just you know if it says advertisement, I just don't click on it ever. <laughs> I do like what you oh, do. Wait. I do like what you do though. If I see something that I may be interested in, I'll just go on Google and type in what it is and find it myself rather than click on an ad. Oh yeah. I'll try to vet it first before I ever yeah. try to buy it from these guys. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and then oh, next week when I get a chance, I was going to mail you something. It's yeah, some of, that sh- some of that shit you bought on fucking Facebook Marketplace probably. Are you trying to get rid of? Yeah. Thanks, we don't want it. Just kidding. No, no, it's for, it's, it's, <laughs> it's for Bubba's drive-thru reviews. Oh. Okay. It, um, it's a, it, the is it brand a bib? name is called... Oh. No, it's called, it's called Todd Wilbur. And then they do is they make replicas of different... Fast food, uh, famous fast food uh, uh, sauces, and then they do like Chick Fil A, Zaxby's, uh, In and Out Burger, huh. and their stuff's pretty good. And they do, I know they do a uh, Big Mac sauce. Nice. And then, and then I'll, I'll mail it to you. I'll, 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 I can order it on Amazon. It sometimes they're sold out of them, but if okay. they get them in, I'll mail them to you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Cool. Super fat. Oh no problem. Thank you. I'll see you. All later. right. Bye. All right, see ya. Hi. No problem. What a sweet soul. Yeah. Um, speaking of sweet souls, let's end with this. And this is President Biden apparently is pardoning all prior federal offenses of simple possession of marijuana, which is um, which is good. So but now you explain this to me because you know a lot more about law than I do. But legalizing something and decriminalizing something is. Is not the same thing? Question mark. Correct, but that's what was he doing though? He's. I'm not saying that he is. Oh, okay, he's pardoning, okay. but okay, it, okay. let's start here because I feel like with me, if I'm confused about something, again, I'm not. I do not have a lot of self confidence, and I have crippling self doubt. But I do know this. I do know that I'm smarter than most people. So if I'm finding something a bit confusing, I'm assuming that 95 percent of everybody else is also a little bit confused because they talk a lot about decriminalizing marijuana in places that it's not federally legal or state legal, whatever. Mm-hmm. But is that the same thing as legalizing something? 
And is it essentially the same thing if it's illegal, but you don't punish it? Uh, right. Essentially, yes. Right. However, the way our law works is everything is legal until it's illegal. Okay. So if you legalize something, you take it off the books, basically, and make it legal again, because everything is legal unless it's not. Okay. Okay, which is good. So default legal until there's a law enacted in place that says not legal. Yes. Okay. So if we decriminalize something that is illegal, it doesn't mean that it's legal, but it pretty much is because there's no consequence for doing it. Yes. So in places like San Francisco where there's carjackings or, or, or theft less than two grand or whatever, even though that's not legal, if they don't press any charges or do anything or arrest the person, it's pretty much legal. I mean, what's stopping you from doing it? At right. That point? Exactly. Um, so Biden took to the news. Uh, when was this? The day before last. Mm-hmm. And he is pardoning all prior federal offenses of simple possession of marijuana. Which is probably complete bullshit. Hmm. Well, let's listen to just a little bit of it and see what he has to say. Mr. President, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. Agreed. It's already legal in many states. And criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment, to housing, to educational opportunities. And that's before you address the racial disparities around... Okay. All right. That's enough. I'm so sick. I'm honestly like so fucking sick of hearing that bullshit. I agree. Um, but up until that, I was like, "All right, that is the, so, that's the greatest 18 seconds of his entire administration, yes. right there." However, here's why why I say it's bullshit. I, it's it's a great thing. I'm all about it. Yeah. Um, it's bullshit because how many people do you think are in federal prison right now for simple possession of marijuana? And I'm, he said only federal. Well, this pres- is. Only- yeah, okay. he, can, he can only do federal. That's right. He, right. Okay. Probably not very many. I, I mean, I'm willing to bet the numbers uh, maybe under, I don't know, two or three. Yeah. I mean, there can't be many people uh-huh. because that doesn't include trafficking and blah, no, blah, blah. No, because we're talking about simple possession. So that's like Correct. not with the intention to distribute. And I, like, I can't imagine there's anybody in federal prison. I mean, like if the number is one, I'm surprised. It's probably zero. Well, maybe it's like on top of like they killed somebody and also they had weed in the car, like something like that. Where yeah, but they you, still wouldn't. I mean, they probably wouldn't even charge you for that, to be honest. Really? Yeah. They wouldn't just throw everything on it. No. So anybody that's only in federal prison for uh, simple possession of marijuana is probably close to like statistically zero. Probably zero. So this is just lip service to be it like, is. oh it's yeah, a, look at them go. It, it's a lip service for a couple reasons. One because People are going to like it. I like it. I do like it. Like, it's a great first step. He's also talking about changing the schedule, which definitely should be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think he's also setting up for the, uh, what's the Russian fo- uh, basketball player chick? Oh, Brittany Griner. Griner. I think it's Grimes. But yeah, Griner. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they when he does something to let her off, mm-hmm. people can't say, oh, well, it's illegal in your country and you're a lot less. Yeah. So yeah. that's part of it. However... Good things are coming from this also, like, you know, things are going to change eventually, and maybe it will be rescheduled. Also, Nikki Freed came out yesterday and said that she also wants to pardon anyone in Florida for marijuana possession convictions, which there probably is a few of those. The, the numbers these days are probably very low, uh-huh. but hey, great. Like, we got to start it. somewhere. Yeah. We got to start somewhere. Uh, it is strange how... Um, 
like I can't even imagine Biden even just maybe 10 or 12 years ago saying stuff like that. You know, uh, people who did who smoked marijuana or who ingested marijuana were like were criminals, were degenerates. Yeah. Um, do you remember like people smoking like weed in, in your high school? And I'm pretty sure you said you smoked weed. But like what was it wasn't considered a medicine back then. I don't no, think. No, no, no. It was more of a degenerate. It had more of a bite to it to be do to be smoking marijuana. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And now it's just it's commonplace. I mean, even, you know, Blitz and I went to the the Kushcon, the trade show, which is just funny because that used to be just like such an underground scene. And now even just to see weed with like like bud with like labels on it. You're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, they had now granted it's hemp. Yeah. But it's the it's the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh like they had barrels full of it. Yes. Like just and they were selling it like by the pound. Uh-huh. Now it's not gonna get you you have to smoke the whole pound to like even feel anything. But what they're also doing is taking it, you know, taking the little small percentage out of it and then like spraying it onto the rest of it to sell, then you get high, which is idiotic so beyond belief now do you do you follow like the the typical or archetypal um logic of a libertarian when it comes to drugs which is generally yes hey this is your body you should have complete autonomy over what you do to you and only you this doesn't involve fucking abortion but if if it's you and you want to take meth, it's your body. You should be able to do whatever the fuck you want, even Absolutely. if it's not good. No one should tell you. They they can maybe recommend something to do or not do. But yeah. it, ultimately, you should have autonomy over your body, which is truly the only thing, kind of, that you own, but not really. Also, um, do you think that just all drugs should be legalized? And if it was the case, don't you think that that would probably be best for taking away all the power of the cartels or do you think that like let's let's run through this thought experiment if we okay. were to just legalize everything what would come of that do you think that drug use would become rampant um do you think that it's the the law is really what's stopping people from like me from doing meth like if it was legal suddenly i'd be doing it or or is it something else that's holding people back is it information that's holding people back, uh, knowing that it's not good for them and it ruins lives? If, if all drugs were legal, uh, yes, more people do drugs. Um, we'd have a big problem with like uh, unemployment because all like, half law enforcement would be uh, without a job. <laughs> you know, like there's no point for like the DEA at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, law enforcement is doing just only drug stuff. So mm-hmm. There's no need for any of that. Okay. Um, but then but, that would that allow for more attention to maybe other areas that need it that don't yeah, have the but, uh, but the I mean resources? like like things like DEA which does drugs right 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 I mean that's a whole department I understand right um and yeah it's like some of them would d- definitely do other things but uh I mean I still I still think they should be legal you should be able to do what you want as, uh, long, as long as you you know there also should be laws of you know where like you know you can't be driving because you're putting other people at risk as long as what you do doesn't put anybody else at risk who cares yeah treated like alcohol right like if you get caught driving under the influence past yep. a, a certain blood alcohol content there's repercussions for that mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, why can't we treat it like that? Like, if, you're, if your driving is impaired, that's all we care about. We don't really care about why it's impaired. It could be that you're fucking, you didn't sleep for five days and you're right. falling asleep at the wheel. That makes you just as much of a danger, if not more than being like a drunk driver or something. Not that either is good, but you understand yeah. what I'm trying to say. So Yeah, um, because a lot of times, too, the, the person that hasn't slept for five days is way more impaired, but they go, I'm not drunk. Right, I can drive. Like I'm fine. Yeah, but again, that that is a the form of reckless driving, yeah. and I'm, I I know you are you agree with me, so we we're on the same yeah, page yeah. there. Um, but what would be preventing? Like, why is it just that the government needs to tell you what you need to do with your body? Because because why? It must be inter. It's a, is it interfering with business on their front? Because I don't yeah. understand. Because if you think about it, like the way that we classify anything that's like a drug. You know, sugar is a fucking drug. What what yep. is a drug? Caffeine. Something you're addicted to. Something that has a psycho effective, uh, a, a, a psycho. Yeah, uh, it, it affects your psyche in some yeah, way. Yeah. Which, like, like you said, caffeine does. Nicotine, Lots of different nicotine, alcohol. Yeah, all that sort of stuff affects your your um, your mind and your brain and your ability to yep. function properly. So, what is the deal? Why can't we just legalize everything? If anything, I think it would be better because we would just starve the cartels of their black market. People would just sure. buy it here. It'd be taxed, so there'd be more regulations, mm-hmm. and it would create jobs, right? Because more people could work at the LSD dispensary, wherever the fuck ever you want to call it, and um, people could just do with what they want. Now, I also understand the flip side of that is now, say, everybody decides to try heroin and 50% of the population, again, I'm throwing out numbers, 50% of the population becomes addicted to heroin. Now you've got another crisis. Where now you have to take care of all these people that can't hold a job because they're all addicted to fucking no, you don't. heroin. Or do you just let those people fall through the, through the cracks and go, hey, yes. you got to sign this fucking consent form. You want to... That would be the move, right? You just sign a waiver. Hey, if you get addicted and you have issues, we're not going to take care of you. That's what we should kind of do now. Like, hey, you know, give we should give each person, you know, a couple chances of rehab, you know, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, look, if you, um, you know, if you get addicted your, to the if needle, you spend all your money on drugs and can't afford uh, food in a house, that's on you. And uh, maybe we're not going to resuscitate you with the Narcans. Yeah. Because, yeah, and, and I've I've mentioned that before as a potential, um, not a resolution or a solution, but maybe uh, just a, a move just to see how things go mm-hmm. um, it, with the, the homeless situation because it is getting out of control in a lot of places, a lot of urban areas especially. And what would you do if you just decided, okay, this is the new plan. The new plan is if people OD, we don't resuscitate them. What? How about that? Like, in that way, people can do whatever they want. I would assume that there'd be, like, a huge... There would be an increase if we were to legalize everything, right? Mm -hmm. There'd be a huge increase in people just fucking, you know, unfortunately dying off heroin, fentanyl, opiates, whatever the fuck they're taking. And then you don't resuscitate a bunch of people, and then I think everything would kind of level off and come back down. Yeah. Like, it would have to get worse before it gets better. I think so. I, I don't know if if that's a good thing to pitch at the uh, the student council meeting, but I think it's worth a try. I don't know. I feel bad for the lack of compassion I have for most homeless people. Some I do. Oh, I don't feel bad at all. Some I do, and I know that none of those people oh. typically come from like good homes, and you know they were kind of fucked from the start. 
Yeah. But also people, people that don't want to be there that are are trying or that have had, you know, they have there's people that have mental problems and stuff. Like I feel bad for those yes. people. If That's, you're there on your own doing and you're doing nothing to help yourself, I don't feel bad for you. I do and I don't because a lot of these people and again I've I've come to understand cuz I was under the assumption like most people that this is just a lifestyle that they chose, which to some degree is true, but this is a lifestyle that they chose willy-nilly. They fell into it. They decided to get, you know, caught up with a bad crowd, and here they are on the streets like, fuck them, who cares? But as I kind of delved a little bit deeper into addiction and what it is, is it's really people who are trying to cope with trauma, right? Whether they were abused as children or sexually molested or something and they're trying to cope with it they don't have the not always but yeah not always but a lot of it is they're trying to let's not talk about the people who got back surgery and then got addicted to oxys and now they're doing heroin like that's a different story right but for the most part let's talk about the people who come from you know maybe the projects or a trailer park or something like that and they you know they got fucked by their uncle they got pregnant they they had these just like oh, horrible dream, lives right? right the best um they come from these like horrible lives horrible upbringings and then they um in order they don't know how to deal with uh said trauma because they're 13 14 years old and someone gives them a a smoke of this or a, an injection of that and it takes away their pain for just a, a, a brief hour or so and they feel so much better and then that's just kind of how they get hooked and they just keep doing it where it's it's a um, not only a a mental escape but then they become physiologically dependent of it to yeah. the point where if they were to just withdraw together they could die. So, you know, you got so many just different issues. And for me to just be like, yeah, fuck those people, I do kind of feel bad. But the reason why I don't really feel bad is the fact that there are people who've been through shit and they they don't do that stuff or they get yes. out of it. You know, the pe- like I knew a girl in college who was my roommate and she's like, yeah, I had a pretty fucking rough upbringing. Mm-hmm. Like my she was uh, I think her mom had custody. Uh, of her when she was a kid for a few years and her stepdad was like fucking raping her like molesting her and she had a very like kind of cavalier nonchalant way of of saying what happened she's like yeah i was getting molested by my stepdad like almost as if she was like a comedian and she was very funny chick Mm -hmm. um most people you know would break down in tears or wouldn't be able to really say that in a group setting but this girl just didn't give a fuck and she was like yeah but she was like, that's not an excuse not to be to, to be a piece of shit, right. you know? So I really respected her. She was the one who got, like, you know, um, a job, like, right out of college working for Enterprise, worked her way up, and was making, like, six figures by the time she was 24. Like, she was a yeah. badass. Yeah, good. She was awesome. Um, but she had this kind of, like, I got to keep working it because if I stop, like, it's going to get to me. And you know? I'm all about, like, like, offering help to those that want it. Right. Like, that's you know awesome but mm-hmm. but um they keep spending money on those that don't it's yeah it's just kind of a lost cause so when i see people like her like my friend from college who had a bad rough upbringing and didn't go down that path yeah. then i'm like okay so th- there was some there was some agency involved she had a choice to, to you know to take drugs or to feel better about a situation and she opted not to do that and she ended up being just like a huge success then how can I feel for people who decided to go down that path? Because at some point there was a, there was, you know, a point to make a choice, yeah. especially as an adult to keep engaging in something. 
And um, those people did. And they did day after day after day after day. And, you know, you can make the argument that they don't know how to how to help themselves. And sure, that's an argument for that. But at the end of the day, I feel like most of my compassion and empathy are for people who, um, you know, sick kids or people who are living in war torn countries and can't get out of it. Oh, like that. Yeah. That's that's horrible. They can't leave. They're, they're stuck like people in Yemen and. And Syria and now Ukraine, it's it's awful, and they, and a lot of them can't do fucking shit about it, and they're just pawns in this larger geopolitical game um, that they have nothing to do with. They just want to be people to live their lives, have children, and live in a safe community where they can get clean water and enough food, and they're not even able to do that because um, that's how little their governments care about their own people. Like it is, it's fucked up, you know for for some people not to care like for us not to care about Chinese people fine but for you to not care about like your own people who you're supposed to govern over and protect to some degree and you just literally don't give a fuck like that's just a special place in hell for those people who um who allow that to happen in their countries where they're just you know they'll form alliances with anybody just to make an extra buck a couple million dollars where you know, especially in places like Venezuela or Saudi Arabia, where there's such a huge, just huge discrepancy between the rich and the poor. You think it's bad here? Like, look at there's people, there's homeless people with like smartphones and they're overweight. So clearly they don't have a food problem and they're able to call whoever on the phone. And they're smoking cigarettes. And they're smoking ciggies. And, you know, and we talk about, you know, the, the huge gaps between the, the wealthy and the poor. It doesn't even fucking come close where you have some people living in fucking palaces and other people living literally in a cardboard box and not even that. Yep. So, anywho, let's take another call. Hello, who's this? And other people living literally- Hello? Hey, guys. Good morning. This is Gary. Hi, Gary. What's going on? Oh, boy. You guys are so full of misinformation. Oh, please correct us. Yes. Uh, Thank God first you're of here. All, you're right. The pardon that, that Biden did is going to affect at least 6,500 people, and that's only for offenses since uh, maybe two decades worth of, of, of offenses. Okay. So you could go back years and years and years and uh, pardon people who have passed and maybe who are still alive that aren't going to receive these pardons. Huh. So it's not one person. Come on, but if they're but if everyone's dead, out. who you're pardoning? Then who really cares? Yeah, come on, because they have a historical record. A lot of people have been posthumously. Uh, <clears throat> I know, but that doesn't do them any yeah, good. Like, well, I understand the significance and the s- symbolism of it all, but I don't think that person really and, cares. They're dead. And, and what I was okay. Well, let's talk about the sixty five hundred people that are alive right now. Here, here's okay, what, it's not one person. But here's here's what I said. Out. Here's what I said. I said, how many people right now are in prison with simple conviction, federal prison? Well, he didn't say people in no, prison. That's what I said, though. He said he's good. He said he's going to pardon people. Convicted of those. I now, under- a lot of those people who get a conviction for possession of marijuana, it could be a felony. He just wipes it off the record. Is what you're become saying? Become a habitual offender if they commit another felony. But that's I know. But that's so what I said. Though. But that's sentence. but that's what I said. Okay, so he pardons people. You're but saying it's not with a one person. Okay, great. So he, okay, he pardons people Gary, with a Gary, record. Okay, then Gary, answer my question. Then how many people right now are in prison federally for simple possession? 
I that, don't know that answer. Oh, okay. I don't know that because answer. That's, because that's but what you, I said. You, you made it sound like this is complete bullshit. It is. It's only going to affect maybe less than one person. What a be- bunch of misinformation. And then you talk about there being no racial disparity in the enforcement of the laws. There have been tons of research studies indicating right. so on. I'll pour your head I out. know. And a lot of times cops Jesus are killing white Christ. people at a higher rate than they're killing blacks. Well, we're not going to get into all there, that. There are more okay. white people, in case you missed it. Yeah, we're talking about percentages. Yeah, we're talking about percentages. white on white crime. Sure. Stop the white on white crime, why don't you? Okay. <laughs> yes. So get, get, quit, quit your BS, redneck, Republican, conservative BS. Okay. That's all you like. I can't believe argument. the person you turned into, man, just because you're on this station. <laughs> you, used to, you used to be brilliant. Now I don't know what the hell happened to you. Yeah. And um, then you talk about I was in with the truth. how they don't how they don't protect their citizens. And yet uh, when the Reagan administration came, they emptied out all the mental health facilities. They emptied out all the treatment centers. They, they introduced crack taxes. cocaine. Yeah, no, I didn't say that America taxes. wasn't. I didn't say America wasn't uh, uh, guilty of doing such things, but not on the level that other countries are. You can't make that argument. Not even I, close. I, I, you're, you're correct. Other countries yeah. do, but we do have human rights violations. Absolutely, go, absolutely. We, we have. Our 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 history is littered China. with it. Everything from slavery to internment camps for the Japanese to how we treated the Chinese yep. to uh, yep. uh, uh, Jim yep. Crow, all that sort of stuff. I'm not saying that our history yep. is littered with it. Of course it is. But I'm talking about the here oh. and now. And here and now, but we're doing pretty well, about- well compared to the rest of the world. Oh, BS. In this country, <laughs> if you have a certain zip, if you're born in a certain zip code or you have a certain DNA, you're 1,200 steps ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. This country isn't free in terms of everyone has the same chance. BS. What are some of those zip codes? Born in, 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 the, uh, in uh, the, the slums. You can't move Chicago, zip codes? Ha- has the same chance as, as uh, Are Donald you locked Trump? into those zip codes? Are you telling me that there's no class mobility in the United States? There's more class mobility in the United States than any other country in the world. Oh, based on what? Where, where, Look where it up, buddy. Look that? it up. You can go in and where out of the 1%. That? The I'm bottom 30 can go into the that? top 30. It happens all the time. <clears throat> Three, what? Less than 300 families in this country own 90% of the wealth? You know so what do you want them to do? So someone, so why are we? Other so because split up their money. And so what do you want to do? Read it. Read it. How would you, then? Then you tell me because people always like to throw around what's wrong, but they don't okay. really have any solutions okay. about what would be better. Do you want to redistribute the wealth? You think that would be better? Just to give well, people money this. without them earning it? I don't think that makes people value money anymore. Let's look at all the people who won the lottery and then ended up going bankrupt because they didn't know how to manage it because they didn't earn it; they won it. Which yeah, is different. Just like oh, people who run who run country uh, companies and uh, end up going bankrupt too, right? Uh, sure, Donald but not Trump. at the rate that you yeah. have people well, let's, who let's, are who let's are let's gathering Gary, lotteries. Let's let Gary answer your question. Go how, ahead. How do you fix it, Gary? What, which question? She asked like thirty-five. What's your first? So question? I said, what, what's the what's the answer when you have all this you know this wealth disparity between yeah. the very rich and the very poor? How do you fix it? Okay, who who are more like, for example, who are more likely? Do you agree with me with this? 
that every service in this country that's provided should be paid by every citizen. Roads, airports, zoos, parks, courts. Equally, yes. Uh, Absolutely. Okay, how about the housewife or the house husband who has a billionaire uh, spouse? That person uh, stays at home, doesn't contribute anything to those. uh, The person staying at home doesn't contribute a cent. To any of those services, right? Because they don't contribute the, to the military, they don't contribute to the schools. Well, that's because they, they don't, don't have an income, right? Yes, I, I, so those I agree. Are living free on every facts? Com- I completely agree work. because I'm sure their billionaire spouse doesn't pay anything either, right? That I, I asked you, do you not think everybody oh, ought to pay and i and, and you I, said yes and i still say yes so everybody is not paying i say everyone should be paying and it should all be equal we should all pay the same amount everybody across the board what's the same amount what do you mean the same amount what, so i we mean each, so, we each so so if everyone has to pay two thousand dollars a year ten thousand dollars a year fifty thousand whatever the price is Everybody pays. So you want a five-year-old to start paying into the system because they go over a bridge with their mother? Like, I don't understand what your point is. My point is everyone in this country that uses the services should pay. A child is still, quote-unquote, the property of the parent until they become independent. So, they become okay. Well, what uh, about so you, old so people you, that don't that retired or they they, oh, don't, yeah, they can't Stanley work? Oh got a snipe credit. Bye, Gary. Oh, I'm sorry, Gary. Barry. Here's oh, a credit. Yeah. Bye. 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 Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Wrong button. Um, uh, I, I actually agree. <laughs> Everybody should pay, and it should be the same amount across the board, no matter how much you pay or how much you make. Yeah, and I I understand where you're going with that. Um. But when you have someone who is like a single breadwinner for a household, they represent the household. Ah, now there's a problem. Right. Yeah. Um, so well. if that person is making a lot of money, I'm sure they're paying more than their fair share for not only their family, but for everybody else. And there's also people of that uh, make below a certain wage where they don't have to really pay any taxes, it seems like, at all, or very well, little. And so I you know, I don't know how to handle that, but the problem is those people still use the same services, the Absolutely, same roads and all that. Probably more, more so, yeah. So they're a burden on the system. Right, like right. How, how, do you, how do you take care of that? So, I mean, again, nothing is going to be 100% fair. So when you kind of just, that's a really good place to start as you go, okay, well, no system's going to be perfect, of right? Course. No, th- start there with everybody who's like, this is how you do it. It's like, okay, first let's start with the obvious that many people overlook. No system is fucking perfect. No matter how you cut it, there's always going to be grifters. There's always going to be people um, who are defectors. There's always going to be people who are moochers or trying to work the system, mm-hmm. whatever. You just have to take that into consideration and go, that's just a wash. That's going to happen no matter what. How can we mitigate damages or how can we make it the most fair for everybody knowing that it's just not going to be a fair system because it's just it's it, civilization is rigged. It's always yep. going to be rigged. It's just how it is. Nothing's going to be 100%. You're never going to solve poverty. You're never going to solve, um, uh, uh, po- uh, I already said poverty, crime. You're never going to solve these things. It's just nope. kind of like a part of living in a human society is you're going to have a proportion of people who are mentally ill, a proportion of people who are assholes, who are psychopaths, who are criminals, who grew up in a bad home, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So given that, what's the best that we can do? And then I think that you kind of look to a place that doesn't mean that America is ideal and the perfect and the epitome of everything, 
But when you kind of look around and you look at other countries and how they are doing things, you go, okay, America is doing pretty well. The West is doing pretty well, considering, um, you know, it's they're the wealthiest countries in the world. Mm -hmm. The people have the most amount of freedom, even though you're like, oh, you can't, you know, and yes, there are some points where you're like, you're getting taken off of YouTube and that sucks and you're getting censored online and that fucking sucks. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I can drive a car, maybe not well, but in some countries, women aren't allowed to drive cars. I thought you were going to make like some sort of like a that's where I want to live or something like that. Well, I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, right. It yeah. goes without saying. And it's called, he- it's called heaven. Right. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the pause was there I know, for you I to know. say. Um, but there are countries where uh, uh, people don't have any rights. There's people places like if you kind of have been following along with what's going in on in Iran. Um, which is, I would say, again, I'm not calling it a liberal place by any stretch of the imagination, but it's better off than a lot than, say, like Saudi Arabia or Syria or something like that. So um, you look at those places where uh, there's a morality police um, perusing the streets. And if you're not wearing your hijab correctly, they go and they they pull you in a van and potentially kill you, which Mm -hmm. is what happened to, to the woman that sparked all of the protests in Iran and globally. So it's just kind of it's good to to make sure that you are progressing as a society in your own society. You know, as Americans, most of us are American listening to make sure that your society is getting better. But it's also important to kind of take a step back, look around and go, we're doing pretty well. Like we're definitely on the right track of how to um, help with human flourishing and thriving and um, to mitigate human suffering. That doesn't mean we're going to be perfect at it. That doesn't mean it's going to be a home run. That doesn't mean that there aren't bad actors and bad characters in the system. That doesn't mean any of that. But the groundwork, the foundation for living a generally free, happy and fulfilling life where you have pretty few restrictions in terms of what you can accomplish you know, not genetically, maybe not everyone's going to be a fucking basketball player. Yeah. But in terms of like, if you wanted to start a business or you wanted to, uh, whatever, advertise X, Y, or Z, you're pretty much, and again, I'm sure people will find examples to, to prove otherwise, but the general rule of thumb, not the exception, is that you can pretty much do whatever you want within reason, obviously. As long yeah. as you don't fuck with other people, you're not killing anybody, you're not stealing anybody from anybody. If you do, if you do right by the law, for the most part, you're probably going to get ahead. And if you have a good work ethic and you just kind of um, stick on your own track and don't fuck with anybody else, you're probably going to be pretty successful mm-hmm. in this country. So, anyways, we will end there. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, listening and tuning in. Uh, I just want rich people to pay their fair share because, you know, it's not enough. They don't pay enough. I agree. Uh, Gary, we always appreciate your calls, even though you never Absolutely. agree with us. Um, I like uh, I like uh, the discourse. Oh, I, I like too. I like conversations, especially where people disagree, because then you get a really kind of it's a nice little battle of our my ideas versus yours. Instead of trying to shut people down, which unfortunately we had to do because money. Yeah. But other than that, we would love to discuss with anybody who has some ideas different than our own, and we kind of just go um, we do a little fencing of idea uh, versus idea and see which one ends up on top. Hit and run, Coach. Two hundred bits. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you for all the bits. For your, Thank your you for bits, all the money. PayPal's all the all the above. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll catch you tomorrow at uh, six a.m. Goodbye. <laughs>